Turn with me to Proverbs chapter number 11. Proverbs chapter number 11. And that's uh, about 10 minutes till uh, 1 o'clock. And um, by that clock, which hasn't been changed yet. <laughs> 10 minutes till 12. Some of you are like, wow, time is flying. 10 minutes till 12. Uh, and so we're going to be finishing up at 1230. So I don't want you to get nervous uh, but uh, we're getting a little late start in the message. But if, remember, if you say amen, I preach faster and we get done faster. So uh, anyway, uh, but uh, here's uh, two verses I want you to consider. And uh, Proverbs 11, verses 24 and 25. And I want to draw a phrase from the 25th verse as this morning's message and text and title for the message. Would you stand with me out of respect for the word of God? Reading together Proverbs 11 and verses 24 and 25 together in unison. Ready? There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Uh, now, it seems like if you scatter, you lose something. And yet the Bible says when you scatter, you increase. And it says if you withhold more than you need to, uh, then uh, it's going to tend toward less. And then the generous or the liberal soul uh, shall be made fat. And that's symbolic for blessing and, 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 uh, and uh, not, not necessarily just financial blessing, but just the goodness of God in your life, the blessings of God in your life. But this sweet phrase is our text and our title, verse number 25, where it says, the latter part of the verse, He that watereth shall be watered also himself. He that watereth shall be watered also himself. Father, please fill me with your Holy Spirit in these few minutes. May this truth... Lord, may it be clearly understood, and may you whet our appetites to live as this verse doth describe, to experience what this verse promises God's people, and help us, Lord, to get busy in the watering business. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. The Bible says that we are born with a sin nature. The Bible says we go from our mother's womb telling lies. And anybody that's ever had an infant baby in a crib pitching a fit like they were dying and you picked them up and two seconds later they were gaga goo goo, you know that's true. Uh, and so we were born with a sinful, selfish nature. Uh, maturing is learning to say no to self and realize that there are other people on planet earth than just me and beginning to know and understand that and beginning to live for other people and that is uh, maturity and uh, and that's part of what we're talking about in the text this morning he that watereth shall be watered also himself you know water is refreshing amen water is refreshing we might rephrase this verse then to say uh, he that refresheth others shall himself be refreshed to be watered we must first water others to be refreshed we must first refresh others and what a refreshing way to live it is to refresh others um, I was 
I was coming out of Walmart, and uh, this week, I don't go to Walmart much, but I was there at Walmart, and I was coming out of Walmart, a couple of things, in a bag, and a lady was cleaning up, and, uh, and, and she was visibly frustrated, and she was trying to, she was cleaning up leaves, and she had her bag over there uh, on, the, uh, on the cart, an employee, and she'd get over there with her leaves, and the bag would be closed, and, and the leaves wouldn't go in the bag, and she was frustrated, and, uh, and so, uh, uh, so I said, let me help you, and I held the bag for her, so she could get the leaves in there, and, uh, and, uh, and then I, I rigged up uh, the little clip that's supposed to keep the babies clipped in to keep the bag open. And uh, anyway, uh, I was just such a wonderful person. Uh, but anyway, uh, but in that, I just said, uh, you know, just brief conversation. And, and, uh, and uh, uh, I said, ma'am, do you know the Lord? She said, yes, I know the Lord. I've been talking to him a lot uh, out here. And she said, he's been talking to me and it's not good. And here you are talking to me. And I said, oh my, she said, yeah, she said, I've been cussing up a blue streak and that's not good. And uh, <laughs> she said, that's probably why God sent you. And, uh, and she said, I just feel so overwhelmed. I feel so overwhelmed. And I said, you know, ma'am, I said, the Bible said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And uh, we had put in several scoops of leaves in there by that time. And she just stopped and she said, I needed that word today. I needed that word today. And uh, I hope she didn't cuss anymore after that. I don't know. <laughs> but can, can I tell you something? You know, you know I, I drank 1979 on a Wednesday night in the spring of 1979. I drank of the living water. I drank the living water and I shall live forevermore. Amen. I was born again. I was saved by the good grace of God. Amen. You know what? It would be a shame for me to have living water that could save lives and save souls and not share it with anybody. What a shame that would be. And uh, you know what we ought to do? We ought to get water everywhere we go. Amen? Just water everywhere we go. Amen? And, and the Bible says, here's the truth. Here's the message. Very simple message. But the Bible said, if, if that's your life, he that watereth shall himself be watered. It is refreshing uh, uh, to, to refresh others. But in so doing, we ourselves are refreshed. Amen. You know, uh, as I said a moment ago, we grow up, we're, we're completely selfish. That is our sin nature. We were born with a sin nature. And uh, anybody that says ba people are basically good does, has not read his Bible. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Which is why, boys and girls, Disney is wrong in a lot of things. But on this point, follow your heart. Tweet, 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 tweet. Da, 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 da. Soft music. Follow your heart. Follow is a lie straight out of the devil. Your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You follow your heart. You follow your heart. You're going to get yourself in a big, big trouble. Amen. What you better do is follow the word. Follow good godly counsel. Amen. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that the will of God and living for God is heartless. I love the will of God. I love what God has given me, what God's led me to, and what God has called me to. I love it. It's a wonderful thing. But your heart can fool you. Your heart can deceive you. And listen, my dear friend, the best way you live your life is unselfishly and, and, and not think, well, I, here's what the world says, what I, I've always wanted to be. Now, I, I, listen, I'm not against aspirations. I'm not preaching against aspirations. I'm not preaching against uh, uh, wanting to uh, be your best uh, and, 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 and uh, be uh, successful, if you will. Uh, but what I am saying is the world's definition of success is not God's definition of success. 
Can I tell you something? There's only two things going to last forever, and that's this book right here and the souls of men. And if you want to live a refreshing life, then you be in the business of refreshing people. That's Proverbs 11.25. He that watereth will himself be watered. Now listen, you can do that in any profession. You don't matter what you don't matter what profession you're in, doesn't matter where you work, what you do, you, you can do that. You can live your life for others. Listen, we have a bus ministry here. We've had it all these years. And and, uh, and and you know why? One reason why? Because the bus ministry helped me out of some of my selfishness. Now I'm still naturally selfish, and I, I have to confess that to the Lord. And uh, and it's still my nature, my old sinful nature, but I have found there's great joy and seeking to water or refresh others as you go through life. The bus ministry helped me as a teenager. I knew from a child that God wanted me to preach, and I believe, uh, I don't remember a time I didn't have a desire to do that. And maybe that's like Jeremiah 1.5 where he was called from his mother's womb, the Bible said. I, I, I just don't remember a specific time where I said, oh, that's what you want me to do. Yes, I'll do it. I just remember it was a desire in my soul and God put it there and, 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 I, and I, I've never wanted to do anything else. Uh, and, 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 and so I, I, but in my life, especially as a young person, I was kind of living primarily for myself. But I surrendered officially what I would call surrender, if you will, to the will as a 15-year-old lad at a Christian camp. And I said, you know what? I want to live all, I want to be all in for Christ. I want to live for Him. And I want to do what I know He's put in my heart to do. And my, my life changed course. I was saved as an eight-year-old boy, but my life changed course, if you will, at age 15, where I said, that's what I want to do. And one of the things that helped me, I have an older sister, two years above me, and she and I uh, got a van. And uh, one of the church's vans, and we started going up down the streets of our city there in Hickory. And we found us an area over there, and we started going up down those streets and knocking on doors and meeting people on the street and talking to them about the Lord Jesus. I wasn't an experienced soul winner. I wasn't great at leading somebody to Christ. I could, and I had some, not a lot, quite frankly, but I could fight them to church, and, and I, could, I could love on them, so to speak, and I could, I could bring a pocket full of candy, amen, and I respond to candy. I don't know about you but anyway I could show love and and my heart began to get wrapped up in other people and I I remember those children I I remember those children to this day and that's over 40 years ago but I I I remember uh, about 40 years ago I remember those children I remember picking them up and I remember bringing them to Sunday school and bringing them to the clubs on Wednesday night that the church had and I remember loving them and caring about them and and I remember not everybody loving them like I did I had four, four or five little boys that got baptized one day. I had got, they had gotten saved, got to bring them to Christ. But they were a little rough. I mean, they didn't know how to behave in church that well. And I remember on a Sunday, five of them, I had talked to them and said, you, you've been saved now, you need to be baptized. And I remember they got baptized and we were so excited. And my dad was excited to baptize, baptize them. And I'll never forget, this older man in the church came up to me after the service. He said, I hope this is not going to be a regular occurrence. <laughs> I thought to myself, what in the world are you doing here? No wonder you're such a grouch. 
He had, listen, he, listen, sure, listen. I, do, do you know that th this church, we all come here to get fed, for sure, amen? But do you know the local church is not just about you getting a drink of water? The local church is not just about you getting fed. The local church is an avenue for you to come and say, how can I be a blessing? How can I reach? How can I get instruction? How can I get inspiration? How can I get motivation to go out into this world? Folks, this is a broken world. This is a hurting world. There are people in need everywhere you go. And sometimes just a good word from the Lord to the Walmart checkout person trying to clean up the leaves is enough to give somebody a smile. And you know what? You'll be refreshed if you start refreshing other people. You know who the grouchy people are in this room? The ones living for yourself. Listen to me. Selfishness is a self-hell. Selfishness is self-misery. Living for yourself make you, make, will make you unhappy. Listen, if, if, you, you, know, you know, listen, let me help you. You come to this church, or just about any church for that matter, and you know what you're going to get when you get there? What you're looking for. If you want to find something to pick apart, you can find something to pick apart. Youth pastor, for example. Now, <laughs> well, if you want a blessing, you can get that too, Amen. But do you know, you know who gets the biggest blessing when they come? Those who have invested in others and encouraged others and blessed others. Because you're not just come for experience for yourself. You're coming because you, those you love, those you've invested in, those you've encouraged, you want them to get a blessing. Amen? Some of you here are getting a big blessing. You've brought folks you love and care about. And in recent months, they've received Christ. Now they're not on their way to hell. Now they're on their way to heaven. And you're blessed because you've been a blessing to others. He that watered shall be watered himself. I'm not sure if I would be standing in this pulpit to, today being, as your pastor if I hadn't learned to give my heart away as a teenage boy. The principle is all throughout the Bible. Our 24th verse here, there is that scattereth and yet increaseth. To increase, the Bible says we must first scatter. Luke 6.38 says it this way. Give and it shall be given unto you. Proverbs uh, 19 verse 17 says it this, this way. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. And that which he hath given will he pay him again. To be paid again we must first lend. Uh, to be increased we must first scatter. To be given unto we must first give. To be watered we must first water. That's the Bible principle. Listen to me. Some, some people, I'm, I'm waiting on God. Why didn't God do this? Let me tell you something. God went first. God made us. God gave his son to die on the cross for us. And he is a responsive God. And, and you don't need to wait on God uh, in the sense that... You wait for God to do something in your life and show up and make himself known. He gave his son. He expressed his love. How about respond to him? Amen. How about take that love to someone else? Oh, listen. He that watereth shall be watered also himself. Let me break this down in a couple of statements. Number one, God has given us what we need to obey. God has given us what we need to obey. Listen, God is a just God. He cannot and will not and does not give a command without giving the wherewithal to obey that command. 
If he did, he would be an unjust God. And God is, Deuteronomy 32, 4, just and right is he, a God of truth and without iniquity. God is, among other things, he is just. And I've used this illustration before, but if I told uh, my, my children uh, when they were little, little tykes, back when they were little tykes, uh, if I'd have said, girls, uh, take this stack of bricks and put it on top of the roof. And when you get done, take it back now and put it down here. And if you don't do that, I'm going to switch your little behind. You say, what kind of dad are you? unjust if I give them a command to do something they can't do that would be unjust is that right well let me tell you something your God is just amen he is just meaning that when he gives us a command he gives us the wherewithal to obey that command so when he says in Matthew chapter uh, 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 number five love your enemies guess what you can love your enemies when he says bless them that curse you Ain't nobody going to talk to me that way. Bless them that curse you. God gives you the wherewithal to do that. When he says in Matthew 5 there, do good to them that hate you. Do good to them that hate you. Oh yes. Uh, Pray for them that despitefully use you. They spite me. They're using me. Pray for them. And it doesn't mean pray for God to kill them either. That's not what it means. Pray for them. Do good to them. Love them. Listen, God gave us commands. You say, that, that, that's, that's not possible. But listen, He gave us as a child of God. Now He's talking to the same. As a child of God, He gave us His Spirit. When He saved us, His Spirit came to live inside of us. And the Bible said we're sealed to the day of redemption. And I don't have to operate in my own strength. I can operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I can go out of my house in the morning. And I can say, now Lord, I'm naturally selfish. And I don't feel real good today. And, and, and and, 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 and I don't really feel like talking to anybody today. But you told me to love my neighbor and you told me to treat people the way I want to be treated. So I don't really feel like it, but I'm going to because you told me to do it and I know you're going to give me the wherewithal to do it. And I go to that gas pump instead of saying, mm. I say, good morning. Now, if it's Monday tomorrow when I go to the gas pump, I'll say, good morning. How was church yesterday? That's what I'll say tomorrow. You'd be, you'd be amazed how many folks I've got to talk to about Christ by that. How was church yesterday? Now, you'll get all kinds of responses. You'll get, you'll get, sometimes you'll get this, I didn't go. That's a Christian who knew where they should have been and they didn't show up. Amen. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, but anyway, I, I, you, say, you, you feel like you, you, that's your personality. Uh, about half the time. The first half, it's not. The second half, it is. Amen. You know, when I start, I don't always feel like it. But after you do it, guess what? After you start watering, then I get some water. Amen. And I get some water, I get some more water. Amen. He that watered shall be watered. Yes. And so uh, we obey the commands. Be ye kind one to another. God will give you that. He gives you what you need to obey. He's a just God. He's a just God. Hey, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Guess what? God will give you what you need to obey that. God has given us what we need to obey. Number two. Not until we obey do we find out that we can. Not until we obey do we find out that we can. <laughs> I'm going to tell on him. Is it? Oh, it's not disrespectful. I'm going to tell on my dad. Tell on my dad. Now, y'all keep this secret, won't you? <laughs> but, uh, but the... Uh, 
we were, we were, uh, yesterday with the hospital of my mother. He said, son, you and your mom help me sit up here. And he said, these nurses in here. He said, good night. And now here's what he knew. He knew we'd go easy on them and they wouldn't. I have heard uh, folks that work in the medical field have, have told me this, that uh, it's not good for a family member, even if you're a trained physical therapist, to give physical therapy to your own family member. You know why? Because you go easy on them. <laughs> and listen, you don't know what you can do until you do it. You don't know what you can do until you do it. See, God gives us commands and gives us what we need to obey his commands. But not until we obey them do we find out that we can. You don't, listen, you don't know the strength that you have until you use the strength that God has given you. Amen? That physical therapist, they seem like the bad guy, but that bad guy physical therapist is, is going to be the one that makes you use the strength that you have. And I'm telling you, God is a just God. And when he says, love your neighbors, husbands, love your wives, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, uh, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And when God tells us these things, he gives us the wherewithal to do it. You say, I just can't forgive. You know why? Because you haven't chosen to forgive. That's why. God has given you what you need to forgive. You just won't do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm your physical therapist today. Amen. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I'm going to make you get up. <laughs> I can't, but you understand. You see, God has said, if you will water, you will be watered. If you will scatter, you will be increased. If you will give, it will be given unto you. If you will lend, you will be repaid. If you will forgive, then you will find that you have the forgiveness that you need to give and obey that command. I see Sherry over here. I'm thinking about Megan. Megan Juarez Gonzalez. Uh, Megan, I think she's about 15 years old, and she is a good, good kid, but she has had her own head about things. And uh, <clears throat> she got that from her, never mind. Uh, but uh, she had her own head about things, and she, uh, one summer, she just said, she made up her mind, you know what, I'm going to do right. I'm going to live for the Lord. And she changed that summer, and she made up her mind to live for Christ. And uh, she ended up going off to, to college, with Bible college, and she met Daniel and uh, Gonzalez, and they married, and uh, and. Uh, and they continued for a couple of years uh, preparing themselves to get them in a, in a place. But the time came, and, and they said, we're going to go to the mission field. We're going to go by faith. And uh, the moment of truth was, we're going we're gonna to launch out. We're going to go and start deputation by faith. And, and it was scary. And they came to me several times, Pastor, should we go? Is this the right time? And then, and then there was a little situation with their housing. And, 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 and Daniel said, we, they came to my office. And uh, Megan and Daniel, and said, we, we feel like this is the Lord telling us the time is now. I said, all right, by faith, let's go. Let's go. Now, those of you that know Megan know this. When Daniel and Megan launched out on deputation, how long have they been on? About a year, year and a half? About a year they've been out there on deputation, living by faith. When she, one of the very first times she came back, they came back to being here in one of our services after they launched out by faith. It's like you could see in her personality, in her face, in her voice, in the excitement, both of them. But it was almost like Megan was like a flower that was opening up. She was already a choice servant of God. 
But God had so built her faith and she was so excited about how God was meeting their needs. And, 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 and she was all abuzz wanting to tell us about it. You know what she found out? that They went by faith. They took that step. They did what God had called them to do. And guess what? Lo and behold, God kept his part. Amen. You know, have you ever been surprised when God answered your prayer? Now, we shouldn't be, but how many of you say, I prayed about it, and God did it. And I said, wow, he did it. Yeah, that's what he does. Amen. What is God showing you? That, that, that he is going to give you what you need. Not until we obey do we find out that we can. Here's statement number three. I said, number one, God's given us what we need to obey. Number two, not until we obey do we find out that we can. Number three, when we obey, listen to this, we increase our capacity to obey. When we obey, we increase our capacity to obey. I, I think about, I look at some of the young mothers in this church. And I think about them as teenagers. And I'm like, oh, a lot of teenagers, you know, a little selfish, you know. <laughs> and I watch them do as the Bible said, 1 Timothy 5, 15. I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house. That's still a good plan. Amen. Young ladies, let me just say, young ladies, let me just say this. You ought to aspire to motherhood, amen. You ought to aspire. If God gives you the opportunity to marry and have children, raise them for the glory of God, let me tell you something. That's better than being the CEO of whatever, amen. Amen. The so-called feminist movement has, has, has degraded God's perfect plan for the home. Let me tell you something. But I've watched, I've watched these young, I'm thinking about Miss Tory. This morning, I'll mention one name, but I think about Miss Tori Hildreth. And I've watched her, and she got a house full of youngins around her legs. <laughs> and she has grown and blossomed, and she loves those children. And she has expressed, her and her husband have expressed how much they want their children to love God and live for God. And, and you, you know what? When you do what God has told you to do, your capacity to do it will increase. I mean, when you, when, when you do what God has commanded you to do, first of all, you can do it. And you won't find out you can do it until you do it. But when you do it, you find out you can do it. And when you do it, then God increases your capacity to do it more. I'm thinking about folks spotted around this room. Can I use my wife as an example? I didn't know her then, but... As a young person, she talks about how she was extremely shy. If she was to give an oral book report in high school or in school, she would literally be upset on her stomach. To the idea, the thought of standing up in front of someone and talking to someone, literally, it just it upset her stomach. Now, can I tell you something? Uh, she did. She has done what God has led her to do. Amen. And as God has led her to do it, her capacity to do it has grown immensely. Amen. And if you've sat in her classes at a school or here at the church or at the conference, at one of the conferences that she's led, as hundreds of ladies sit out there, you'll realize God gave her a greater capacity. And I think God has given her a greater capacity. And can I tell you something? That's true for every one of God's people. If you get busy watering, God will water you. Amen. And as you water, He'll water you. And as you water, He'll water you. And, and your, your hose gets bigger. Amen. Your hose gets bigger. I think about some of the ladies. Miss Patsy gave her testimony at the ladies' conference over here. And she gave her testimony. God saved her. And, and uh, she had, it was rough back there. 
She was pretty, she was pretty frank about it. But God saved her. And she began to come. And she began to be a witness. She began to be a soul winner first. And one day I said, Miss Pastor, you want to teach Sunday school? She said yes, but in her testimony, <laughs> she revealed. She said, I can't believe what am I doing teaching Sunday school. I can't teach it. I can't believe he wants me to teach Sunday school. You know what? But she has. And now for, I guess, 22, 3, 4, 26 years teaching Sunday school. Literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And if you had asked her 26 years ago, you ever see yourself teaching Sunday school? She goes, me? Ain't no way I would ever be a Sunday school teacher. And now God has used her to water and water and water and water. I think about the day Miss Shirley Freeman, I think she's probably in a junior church, but if you know our congregation, you know what an avid soul winner she is, goes into the jails week after week after week, and how she, my wife led her to cry. Her, her brother attended our church and I did his funeral, and she came to our church as a result of that funeral. And Miss Shirley led her to Christ. And Miss Shirley, could ne- she never saw herself as witnessing, asking somebody about their soul, ask somebody, where are you going to go when you die? Never imagined that. But if you know her, you know what a wonderful soul in her she is. Rescue the perishing, the hymn writer wrote. Rescue the perishing, duty demands it. Strength for thy labor, the Lord will provide. If you water, God will water you. Listen, you and I were not made uh, to come to church and get our hearts full and, and, and our heads full and our pockets full. No, sir. We were, we've come here to receive. Why? So we can go out those doors and, and give and give and give and give ourselves away and give ourselves away. And the, and, and the Christians that are filled with joy this morning are the Christians who didn't come to church to get joy. The Christians who are filled with joy this morning are the ones who've been all week trying to put some joy in somebody's life, trying to put a smile on somebody's face, trying to put a little happiness in somebody's life. And the Bible says if you'll help make somebody else happy, if you'll put some joy in somebody's life, then God Almighty will put some joy and happiness in your life. The same is true with love. Listen, (laughs) this world's so mixed up, upside down and backwards. (laughs) If this offends you, Uh, Don't turn me off. Here's what the world says. You need to learn to love yourself. Can I help you with something? The scripture says, no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it. Now, if by that you mean you need to understand the dignity of mankind, that you are made in the image of God, and that you have value because God loves you, okay, I understand that. The idea that you need to be focused on loving yourself. Listen, you want to feel loved? Forget yourself. Go find somebody else and show them some love. Amen. And as you show love to others, God will pour his love into your heart and into your soul. The same is true for care and concern for others. People say, I just don't care for so-and-so. Well, would you like to know how to start caring for so-and-so? Start caring for him. I can't, really. When God said, be ye kind one to another. Yeah, but they did this. And God said, love your enemies. And God said, be good to those who despitefully use you. Wait a minute. Either we're going to have to cut Matthew 5 out of the Bible, after we either cut the, the, the gold rule out of the Bible, or we're going to have to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, I can. 
Yes, I can care. Yes, I can show concern. Yes, I can love. Maybe it doesn't matter how someone treats me. With the love of Christ abiding in me and God's spirit in me, I can take his love and share it with those who aren't looking for it, who don't want it. Listen, I, I don't care who you are. You can't stop me from loving you. And I'm not talking about being obnoxious. I'm not talking about being in someone's business. I, you can't stop me from praying for you. And when I pray for you, my heart is stirred. You can't stop me from loving you. And God said this, if you will love, if you will show care, if you will show concern, if you'll bring some happiness to someone's life, then I'll water you and your life will be filled with joy and happiness and concern and care and love. Same true with friendship. He that hath friends must what? Show himself friendly. Now, kids, listen to me. I'm almost done with this sermon. But you go in the lunchroom this week, and you sit off in the corner somewhere, and you suck your thumb and say, nobody eat lunch with me. And you go home and say, this. you tell your mama, wah, wah, wah. They mistreat me. Wah, wah, wah. Look, I'm not for bullying. I'm not for bullying. I'm not for pushing your weight around. But, you know, you can emphasize almost anything to a fault. Can, can, let me help you. If you are lonely, then... Do, do what is not easy to do. Ask God for his help. Get out of your seat. Go find someone else who's by themselves and sit down and eat lunch with them. Go find someone else. You say, well, I don't fit in with that crowd. That's fine. Amen. But somewhere out there is somebody who's lonely. You say, well, I, 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 I'm not happy. I'm, I'm, I'm lonely. Okay, you, you can't cure your own loneliness? Go find someone else and try to cure theirs. Amen. Try to show love and care and concern. Go try to be a friend to someone else. And the Bible says God's principle is this. When you get more concerned about being a friend than you are having friends, and you say, I'm going to befriend you. I'm going to look out for your needs. I'm going to show care and concern for you. I'm going to be considerate of you. God said this. Oh, okay, wonderful. There's somebody who is being friendly. I'm going to send them some friends. That is a Bible principle. Same is true with emotional energy, biblical, many, many areas. Brother, I'll quit with this. Brother Rodney Jordan preached on the Sunday of our old-fashioned Sunday. He talked about a silent sermon. Here it is. This is a Christian life. We go to God. And then we turn. And then we go to God. You know why some of God's people are not happy? But God didn't make you to be a pawn. He said this when he gave us his spirit. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Do you know what a pond is? A pond is where water goes in and doesn't go out. And, and, and if, if you've been to a pond, if you've ever taken a dip in a pond, it's got about that much green stuff on top of it and it stinks. And that's why a lot of people's attitudes stink. Amen. They're like a pond. They take in. They don't give out. But God said you're supposed to be like a river where you come and you drink in prayer and fellowship with the Lord and his word. And you take in his love and his mercy and his grace and you go out and you give it away and you come back and you give it away. And the Bible says when you water, 
He will water you. Will you bow your heads, please? Your eyes are closed.